presence of God is just incredible, isn't it? Oh, well, my name is Pastor Mitch. I am the campus pastor here at Life Center Canada, the greatest church. Oh, my word. Listen, you guys don't even know how much I've just been bragging on y'all. Like, since the calendar has turned, I have talked about this amazing congregation time and time again. And so we want to welcome you here. If this is your first time with us, welcome to Life Center Canada. We are a church that is following where God is leading. That is our purpose. That is our desire to see God at work and say, okay, that's where I'm going. And so we just want to welcome you today. If this is your first time with us, uh, you can fill out a connect card that is right in front of you. That connect card is a huge, huge, huge part of what we do because it allows us to get to know your story. We're not worried about heads and seats. Right? I want to know story. I want to know why did God bring you here? Why has God placed you in this church? Because as we get to know everybody's story here at Kanata, we're going to have a better understanding of where God is working. And that is the purpose. To see and to hear why God has brought you, why God has brought your family to this awesome church. Uh, we also have the opportunity this morning to give online. You can do this in a multitude uh, of ways. So we have giving online. Uh, did I sorry to say that? I did say that. We have giving online that you can do through uh, connectlifecenter.org. Uh, we also have in-person giving. We have a debit machine at the back in different ways that you can give. If you have any questions about giving today, uh, please talk to our greeting team. They are phenomenal. Aren't they amazing? Wow. I mean, the volunteers here are just incredible. At this time, I will also allow the junior highs to go. Look at that. Last week, if you were here, uh, they helped me out. They put it on. But I got you guys today. All right. I got you. I got you. Now, we have a couple of awesome announcements uh, that are coming up. Number one is Freedom Ministry. This is the first time uh, that I've been able to announce this and be a part of this. This is actually happening, I believe it is this afternoon, uh, in the Orleans campus. And so if you are here today and you want to hear more about the Freedom Ministry, I encourage you to talk to either Pastor Sam or myself or uh, one of our greeting team at the back because we just have this amazing opportunity to go on a beautiful journey with God uh, uh, with intimacy in this season, and it is absolutely incredible. So that is happening today at the Orleans campus from 2 uh, to 4. Next, we have a couple of really exciting announcements for our students. So if you are a junior high, you should already be gone because I released y'all. Uh, but if you are a youth or a parent of a high school student, uh, we have some exciting things coming up. We actually have our Unite rally that's coming up on January 27th. So at the end of this month, all of the churches from across Ottawa, all the Pentecostal churches, are going to get together. We're heading over uh, to Vanier Church, uh, where actually I believe Pastor Jeremy Albrecht, who is our district rep, is going to come and speak at that event. And so this is just a great time uh, for students to see uh, other churches in action around the city. Every time that I've ever gone to a Unite rally, it's an amazing moment where we bring our students and they'll see somebody from their school who goes to another church and they'll be like, wait a second. I didn't know. And then we get to talk about being the light, right? It's just a great opportunity uh, for students to get together and have an amazing time and for them to get a bigger picture of what God is doing, not only in our church, but in our city. And so you can sign up for that today online at lifecenter.org backslash events. Uh, senior high retreat is coming up. So grades 9 to 12, we are heading to retreat on February 10th to the 12th. It's going to be an amazing time. They have this really incredible guest speaker who's coming, extremely good looking. Uh, in fact, he's standing right at the front right now. Hi. 
hi, yes, 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 it's me, it's me. Everybody's like, wow, he's really building him up. I was really just throwing it to myself there, uh, but I actually have been invited to go and speak uh, at the youth retreat this year, so I'm super excited for that. So if you are in high school, we'd love for you to come, especially at the Canada campus. I would love an opportunity to really get to know uh, our youth even more uh, than I do already. So if you are in that age group, you can go ahead and sign up for that. Uh, Life Track, we have an amazing opportunity for Life Track coming up. We will be running it here at the Canada campus February 26th and March 5th during the second service. What is Life Track? Life Track is what you need to do if you are ready to volunteer and get more involved and really just declare, like Life Center Canada is my home. Uh, this is the course that you need to take. It is an amazing time. You get to learn uh, more about our church, our focuses, where we're going, and also areas of need where you can get plugged in. And so that is amazing. You can also sign up for that at lifecenter.org backslash events. So good. All right, right? Backslash. You got to just, right? That's the emphasis point. Don't miss that backslash. You won't get there. All right. Last thing. Last thing this morning is this. Heart conference. And all the ladies said, woo! That's right. I joined you with that. Here we go. All right. We're excited to let you know that on March 3rd and 4th, Heart Conference is back. Oh, we're so excited. Actually, this morning, at the very back, we have a, a guest from our Orleans campus. Lynn, where's Lynn? If you can just wave hi. Everybody say hi to Lynn. There you go. Yeah, that's awesome. So Lynn's going to be at the back. She'll be doing uh, sign-ups for volunteers for Heart Conference. But if you haven't registered yet, I encourage you to go ahead and do that. It is going to fill up fast. Almost everybody that I've talked to that is eligible to go has told me how excited they are that it is back and it is happening. So tickets are available for $69. You can sign up at heartconference.ca. No backslashes. Uh, students under 18 are free. Wow. What a blessing. Oh my goodness. Wow. So those of you that, like, you can just claim that you're 18, right? Because we're all 18 and no? Okay. I mean, some of us, right? If you remember when you were 18, can you, I don't know, you can ask, you can ask. But those are our announcements today. We actually have a Heart Conference promo video, so I'll turn your attentions to the screens. A hand extended, a seat at the table, an invitation. Your presence is requested and you have been sought out. But will you trust the call? Is it formal and cold or vulnerable and personal? Will you believe you are worthy to be chosen? Will you reply at all? Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. He says, whoever thirsts, let them come to me and drink. Whoever comes to me shall not go hungry. He says, whoever labors and is heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. He says, I will put breath in you and you will come alive. All right, and we're back, and it's me again. Hello. All right. Awesome. Listen, that was my first time doing the hosting and welcoming announcements. Not bad. Not bad, right? Listen, I feel for y'all. Woo! It was a lot, right? When you look down, you're like, oh, there's another one, and there's another one. Okay. But it's exciting to hear all the things that we're doing here at Life Center, and I just want to encourage you. This is an exciting church. 
Like, oh my goodness. I don't know if you've heard, uh, but over the past couple of months, we've been breaking records here at the church. Did you know that? And so I just want to encourage each and every one of you and thank you from the bottom of our hearts that last year, uh, we've actually been setting records in our giving here at the Life Center campus. Hallelujah. And so we just want to thank you so much for your generosity. Last Sunday, uh, we set an attendance record uh, here at the campus. So in the second service, uh, we had almost 300 people uh, who were in attendance. Yeah, it was like packed, like God bless Pastor Sam and a bunch of them, they were pulling out chairs and we we're filling them in. The way that you know that service is packed is when I'm worshiping in the front and the front the front seats fill up, right? You look over, you wave at them, you say, thank you for joining us way up here. They're like, there was no other chairs. There was no other chairs. <laughs> and so I just want to encourage you, man, God is doing something. And you heard uh, Pastor Sarah say it during our worship service or during the worship part uh, this morning that God is on the move. And so I just want to bring a couple of, of words of encouragement this morning that uh, you are an incredible congregation. And God is bringing new people here each and every week. And one of the greatest joys of my life is watching all of the young families come in. Amen. Listen, Pastor Karen and her team are absolutely killing it upstairs. We, uh, we're in dialogue right now about how we can actually get the kids down here for a service soon where they can lead us in another, another song because their worship is powerful. It is incredible to watch as they raise their hands and they just shake the walls of that room. And uh, I'm just so incredibly inspired by our kids volunteers and Pastor Karen and our ministry that we're running there that I would love to extend a hand of invitation to those who are not serving yet. And so for the rest of this month, we are going to be running a Say Yes uh, uh, campaign. And so we are in desperate need of more kids volunteers. Last week, there were so many students that were wanting to go into our ministries, uh, but we're just short on volunteers that we actually had to, and God bless us that we're able to, we gave the kids a package and they were able to join us uh, in the main service. But as you know, like there is a better space for them. And so I would love to encourage you today, maybe God's speaking to you even in this moment, if you are not serving at Canada Life Center yet, we have a space for you. Pastor Karen is in desperate need of about 15 to 20 more kids volunteers. What that will allow us to do is allow us to increase all of our ratios in every class. And it will also allow us, which we have on our calendar as a need that we want to meet, we want to open our nursery uh, for parents to be able to bring their students, bring their kids and drop them off and attend service and to have that space supervised. And so that is my challenge to you. By the end of this month, I would love to be able to sit down with Pastor Karen and say, wow, 50 more volunteers. But I'll take 15. All right, I'll take 20. But I would love for that to be able to happen. And so I just want to put that challenge out to you this morning uh, because we don't want to turn students away. We don't want them uh, to be coming up and saying, we simply don't have enough space. I know that the people here are incredible. And so we just want to put that challenge out one more time. If you are not in a position of serving, if you're already serving in like three or four positions, God bless y'all, you're good. All right, But if you have not found a place to serve and you're wondering where uh, we could use some help, that is the space. And this is not babysitting. This is an opportunity to speak into the lives of students. We're watching as kids find Jesus in these classrooms. We're watching as the Holy Spirit begins to move. We're watching as miracles take place. And so we're asking, will you join God 
where he's already at work and serve with our kids. And so uh, let me just put that out to you. So if you would like to sign up, I challenge you to go and talk to Pastor Karen after the service. You can also uh, speak with someone at the back at our welcome center or talk to any of the pastors or greeting team and we will point you in the right direction of where to sign up. Amen. How's everybody doing this morning? Good? Good? It's winter out there. Everybody's okay with that? Uh, yeah, some grumbles. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. Listen, it is an amazing day. Why? Because this is the day that God has made. And I am so excited to be here to share it with each and every one of you. We are going to go into part two of our praying scripture uh, uh, message. Do not forget that we are currently in the middle of 21 days of prayer and fasting. Do you guys have a good first week? It's challenging, right? It's hard to take that thing that, that God has asked you to give up in day one and day two, but we pray that you start to develop some rhythms, or if you're here and you didn't know that we were doing this, or you missed the first day, today can be your first day. Even though we're in the middle, we're about seven, six days into it, you can start today, you can join us. Uh, we just want to remind you that at lifecenter.org backslash... 21 days. Uh, there is a book that's available there for you called Prayer First, and uh, we are engaging in prayer, which is a huge and super important spiritual discipline that we do, and the way that we're supplementing this is by fasting, where we take out something that we do. And so this isn't about twisting God's arm. It's not like really fasting and, and giving up that thing. It's not a magic lamp that you get to rub this week and ask God to answer all your prayers. What we're really doing is we're asking each and every one uh, that calls Life Center home to focus on his presence and not our perfection. We want to focus on God's presence in these days to find out where it is that he's at work, not our perfection within the prayer and fasting. So last week we gave a scripture, a prayer model that was tabernacle prayer. Such an awesome, awesome uh, message. It starts with uh, the outer court where we give thanksgiving. I don't know if you've been practicing this this week. You can uh, kind of supplement all of these things in together to really make your prayer and fasting just, just awesome. Uh, but this week we started with tabernacle prayer, which started with the outer courts where we give thanksgiving, take us to the brazen altar where we present God with those things that we're asking forgiveness from, uh, that we're repenting all the way to the Holy of Holies, where we get to meet and sit in God's presence. And we put that challenge out last week that we wanted to remind us that even though this tabernacle prayer comes from the Old Testament, that in the New Testament, God calls us the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so we have the opportunity each and every day to meet with God. Today, we're going to pray, and we're going to pray using the scriptures. That is our challenge this morning. The title of our message is Praying Scripture, and uh, we're going to do that this morning. Chris Hodges, who's the author of the Prayer First, Prayer First book, says this, The Word of God is one of the most valuable tools we have to build a dynamic daily prayer life. It brings power. It brings truth, and it brings encouragement to our prayer time. Let's pray this morning. God, we open our hearts to hear from you. This morning, Lord Jesus, we are so thankful to have your scriptures. God, we're so thankful to be able to learn much of what we know comes through what you had those disciples write down. What, God, what you had uh, the psalmist write down, Lord Jesus. What you had those amazing leaders through the Old Testament, Lord Jesus, as they, they, they wrote these things down to reveal who you are. And so this morning, God, we just want to say thank you. 
I want to start, Lord Jesus, as we dig into your scripture in the outer court, Lord, looking around at the beauty that you've created, Lord Jesus. We say thank you. And we are here for you, God. So lead us today. Speak to us today, Lord Jesus. And may your Holy Spirit draw us deep into your word that this week your word would light our path. We ask that today in your holy name. Amen. 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 This morning, we're going to talk about praying through Scripture, and I love this. It wasn't until I really went to Bible college that I grew in my love for Scripture. So for those of you that don't know me that well, or uh, maybe this is your first time seeing me, I was raised in a Christian home. My dad is a pastor. My mom isn't a pastor, but man, the people at her church basically call her pastor. She's kind of been pushing my dad out of the way a little bit. Like, the woman is on fire. She's incredible. And I was raised in this home where there was such a deep love for God. And when I was about in grade seven, grade eight, I actually uh, threw exactly what we were praying through just even in worship. All of a sudden, the circumstances of life started to cloud out my view of God. And in grade seven, this is why I believe so passionately about our kids ministry, our junior high ministry, our youth ministry, is that you never know when someone's world is going to turn upside down. And so for me, it was grade 7, 12 years old. Uh, my parents transferred me to a French immersion school. I didn't know they didn't like me, but that's what they did. Um, and so they sent me to this school where I walked in by myself. It was very lonely. And at the same time, as my social world was getting turned upside down, my grandma was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And so I didn't understand that. I'd never heard of that disease before. And it really just kind of pushed me away from that relationship with God that my parents had built. At 18 years old, God stepped back in in this radical transformation moment of my life where I can truly say that there is no possible reason, there is no possible discovery that will ever, ever, ever be able to convince me that God is not who he says he is because I have seen, I have experienced, and I've spent too much time with the God of the Bible. And so he challenged me to go to Bible college, which I always said I would never be a pastor, but ha <laughs> ha! Look at God, right? Wow. And so he challenged me to go to Bible college, and it was Bible college in Toronto that I learned to love his word. It was also Toronto that taught me that there was more to food than I had ever thought before. Wow. Amazing. Listen, I grew up in a home where my sister, God bless her, was one of the pickiest eaters that you'll ever see. And so we had like three meals that we would eat through the week because my mom doesn't need to be making all these meals for all these kids. So she would just cater to my sister. So we'd have spaghetti all the time. We'd have craft dinner all the time. We'd have like hamburgers and fries all the time. My dad was in heaven. He loved it. And uh, But that's all I knew until I went to Toronto and I found out that there are multiple cultures across the world that really know how to cook. And I said, God, thank you. Thank you. And I remember I had uh, Asian cuisine for the first time, like real Asian cuisine. It was incredible. Uh, my favorite, favorite, favorite meal, meal group, right? Like the, the fifth meal group that they don't tell you about is Jamaican food. I'm telling you right now. Jerk chicken, roti, Jamaican patties. Ha! So good. My favorite thing about uh, all of these different uh, uh, cultures and their foods is that they understood a word that I had really only like loosely heard, and it's this world called spice. And all of a sudden, I started eating these foods, and it's like pasta, but it tastes different. And it's like, it's meat, but it tastes different. And I remember being like, what's going on? And all of a sudden, Cassie, God bless her, was like, oh, you poor thing. 
honey, that's called spice. And I was like, spice is incredible. This is amazing. And as I began to eat all these foods, I realized very quickly that at the very least, I need some hot sauce, right? Give me some of that Frank's hot sauce. Like, it is so good. Just something to make me feel something while I'm eating. And as I was journeying through this, 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 this radical change in my cuisine and, and, and this deep understanding now of Scripture, I really came to understand that one of the things that had been missing in my life when all the world was turned upside down on me, when I went to this school where I didn't feel like I belonged and I began to lose this role model in my life who was just an incredible person who loved Jesus and yet bad things were happening to her, what I realized was is that there was spice missing in my life at that time. One of the reasons that I was not grounded in my faith was I didn't have the spice of Scripture. See, Scripture is so important. It will change your everyday life. Many of you have walked with God for a long time. You can uh, speak to those who haven't to let them know that Scripture is not always easy. Amen? There are Scriptures where you'll read them and you'll say, say what? Like, God, you did what, when, and why? But one of my favorite things about the Bible is that it doesn't leave those things out. God is not afraid to challenge us in our walk. God is not afraid to reveal all of his plans in, in ways that we don't fully understand or, or even in our culture may not make sense currently. But as we dig into scripture together, we can realize that the scripture of God will spice our life. It will give it flavor. You'll be able to walk away from your prayer time this week as you dig in with God, as you pray through scripture, and you'll have a deeper understanding not only of who he is, but as you get to know him more, he teaches you about yourself. Because who knows you better than the one who created you? And so before we dive in, uh, let's just talk about why we need to pray through Scripture and why it's important for us to develop some structures in our prayer. In John 15, Jesus tells us that he is the vine, the true vine, and that we are the branches. And without him, without being attached to the branches, the, the, without being attached to the vine, the, the branches cannot grow and they cannot produce fruit. It's so important for us to, to really just dig into the structure of the vine and see that it's such an interesting plant. And the vine itself, uh, the stem of it is extremely powerful and it's important, but it also requires support in order for it to grow properly. So though we may have statements of faith in our belief and different things that you've heard as you've grown up in church that are core to what it is that we believe in, it's also important for us to develop structures in our life just like the early church had. See, one of the main structures in their, in their life wasn't simply statements of faith. It wasn't simply uh, things that they had pulled out of Scripture. But one of the big core things that they did is that they were committed to following the way of Jesus. Living a specific way to be human in God's created world. To follow after the architect. See, the structure isn't the source. Jesus is. But the structure helps the vine to grow and be protected. This month, we're going to be looking at four different ways to structure our prayer life. We've talked about uh, our tabernacle prayer. Today is praying through Scripture. And this morning, we're going to do it together. 
So the first thing you need to do as uh, you're journeying this week and praying through scriptures, you need to pick a passage for scripture. This can be done through devotionals. This can be done, again, we said last week, in connection with other people. Or it may just be something that God is challenging you with in that particular moment. Maybe you've committed to reading through the Bible uh, all the way through in a year. And God is just going to challenge you this week as you're going on in that journey to do that. Or God is going to direct you. But you need to pick a scripture for the day. So together let's choose Psalm 51, 1 to 13. So as we pick a scripture, it's not about just opening our Bible and pointing to it and seeing the words in black and white. The first thing we want to do is we want to position ourselves to receive God's word. We want to ask God to speak into our situation. So as we select our passage, the first thing you're going to do this week is relax, chill, put your slippers on, get some coffee, actually heard this week from a woman's group that there's not a ton of coffee drinkers in that group. There's some hot chocolate going on, some mochas going on. I was like very impressed because that's me as well, right? French vanilla, mm-mm-mm, right? Chai latte, mm-mm-mm. All that coffee stuff, no thank you. But if you need coffee, go ahead. We want to relax. We want to breathe in God's love and breathe out distractions. So can we do that this morning? I just want to encourage you right now to just take a deep breath. And breathe it out. And now we want to place our posi- ourselves in the position of receiving. So if you want to just place your hands open before you, I'm going to read our scripture out. And if you want to close your, eye, close your eyes while I'm reading scripture, you can go ahead and do that. But this is our scripture for the day. Psalms 51, 1 to 13. God, we are ready to receive. Lord, have mercy on me, O God. According to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash through me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold with me a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. Hallelujah. We're going to read it a second time this morning. And I just want to challenge you as we're reading to allow God to speak a word or a phrase into your heart that the Holy Spirit would draw you to. Let's do it one more time. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in my sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight 
insight and truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with yourself, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit, that I will teach transgressors your ways, and that sinners will return to you. Hallelujah. So church, what was he saying to you today? Why don't you just yell out just a couple things that stood out, or, or something that God was saying, maybe a word or a phrase. Let's do two or three this morning. What was God saying to you in those moments? Uphold me. That's good. I was going to say perfect, not everyone at once. That's great. I love how you all pause there to make room for everyone. Else. That was great. Uphold me. I heard something over here. Seek wisdom. Patience. That's awesome. Uphold me. Seek wisdom. Patience. Anything else? Restoration. New. You are forgiven. Come on. So good. I love that. One of my favorite things about public speaking, which I didn't understand at an early age, like, I don't know about you, but public speaking was never my favorite thing. And haha, God again, right? Yeah, it does this thing. And so one of my favorite things about public speaking is that as I speak, as we read God's word together, he is speaking different things all across this room. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that incredible? I want that to speak to somebody this morning that what you are going through is so uniquely important to God that he would speak to you this morning through this scripture. Amazing. Amazing. Each and every one of us, we heard those words together. Sitting here as one family, we heard God's word in Psalm 51, 1 to 13. But the Holy Spirit was speaking different challenges, was speaking different uh, encouragements, was speaking different convictions to each person in this room. That is our God. One Holy Spirit drawing us all together so that together we can have a whole view of what God is doing. So that's the second step is to read the passage. The third step is to meditate on God's word, on that phrase that the Holy Spirit drew your attention to. We need to ask ourselves, how is God speaking to me through this phrase? Is there an invitation? Is there a call? Is there a challenge? Uh, does this uh, change something in my day today? Is there an image that comes to mind? Is there a feeling that's being evoked in this that I need to sit with and, and rest on and say, okay, God, I, I hear that, I see that, I feel that, but what does that, does that mean? We need to take time for God to speak to us through his word and, and notice that God is speaking to us personally right now. But not only personally, but collectively, Amen. There are times where you'll be reading through scripture and it's not going to speak anything or maybe just silence and God is actually in that moment saying, hey, today, don't go alone. Sometimes as we read through scripture and, and we rest in scripture, sometimes God is silent. I want to challenge you this morning that in those moments where you don't get a feeling or, or, or a word doesn't jump out, just ask God in that moment, God, is today a day where you're calling me to journey with someone? 
Church, we're not called to go alone, but there will be something in that day, in that scripture where God has led you that will be like a buried X where we need to just dive into it and say, okay, God, I see this, I hear this, now I need to know why. To put that phrase or word in its proper context, here are three things that you can ask yourselves. Number one is comprehension. What does it say? Just literally, black and white, what does it say? What is it that God, that I feel that God is saying in these, in these passages? The second thing is interpretation, to be able to actually go back, and if it's confusing or, or if it's something that you're like, what in the world does that even mean, to be able to go into commentaries, to be able to go and maybe talk with someone who has journeyed with God a little longer. Don't be afraid to get yourself a mentor. As you're going through your devotional life, you don't have to do this by yourself. But to really understand, okay, God, this is my comprehension. This is what I think it says. This is what I'm feeling. Now with the interpretation, what did it mean to the people at the time? We, we walk through this in the Christmas season talking about Mary and Joseph and what Matthew and, and, and circumstances that were taking place and all the things that, that his writing would have evoked to people of the time. We want to understand that too because we want to go to the third step, which is application. Okay, God. I hear the word, I hear the phrase, now how do I apply it properly in my context? How do I apply it properly in my context? So I just want to encourage y'all that you guys are way ahead of me when it comes to spirituality because if you would ask me for a word or a phrase that, that, that jumped out, uh, I love all the things that you said, but it was really hyssop for me. Where I was like, what in the world is going on there? And so I actually did that in this part where I said, okay, God, hyssop. I can't read that and just move on. What does that mean? That's an incredible word. Can I add it to my dictionary? And God, as I dig in, said, no, you can't. It's like, it's, it's, a, it's a herb, like a minty herb. And so in Psalm 51, it said, purge me with your hyssop. And the understanding there is that they would actually use this minty herb. They would create sometimes uh, uh, like a liquid from it, mix it with their water, and they would actually use it as a way to get rid of the stench of the day-to-day. And so in that deeper understanding of this word that I've never heard before, right, again, bring that spice to your life. God said, listen, this mint was super important, this understanding that as God forgives you, as God moves in your life, as that sin is taken off, the entire smell of your day can change. Hallelujah. Step four, we want to respond to God. We want to pray through the word. We want to pray through the phrase back to God. Invite him to make you more like Jesus. To give you the strength to surrender, to obey, and to follow what it would look like to be like Jesus that day. I love in scripture where Jesus just time and time again moves away from the crowd, sends the crowds away, leaves them to go and be alone with the Father. He tells the disciples multiple times that the Son does nothing without direction from the Father. And church, I want to challenge us to do the same. I know that you have plans for today. I know that you have plans for tomorrow. But what would it mean today to sit with God and say, okay, God, what is your plan? Before I get into all the things that I want to do, I want to prioritize you. And step five, this is my favorite thing when it comes to prayer and praying through Scripture, is to still yourself. Still yourself and rest in the love of God. Start with 30 seconds. Complete silence. You won't believe how long it feels. 
right? Especially for my young people in the room, all right? High school students, 30 seconds, it's going to feel like an eternity, but I promise, just set it on your, on your phone. See if you can make the two minutes. Really allow yourself to sit with God. Remind yourself that he is the vine. Without him, our Bible tells us the branches will wither. We won't produce the fruit that our world so desperately needs to see if we're not connected to God. Allow the structure and support of this prayer. to It's not your source, and, and remind yourself of that. God is. And so this week, I know some of us will like to journey through uh, the highlights of what God is speaking out. Others don't. We, we just need to sit with God and trust that God is going to continually, through his spirit, uh, oppress these things on our hearts and remind us of these things again and again and again. I've also seen people uh, use their phones to uh, record a voice memo or, or really in that moment just record themselves and speak what it is uh, that God is speaking. Can I also encourage you as we're journeying through these 21 days of fasting that we also want to hear what God is doing. Send an email, right? Call the office. Let us know. I would love over the next couple of weeks to just bring testimony of what God is speaking, of different challenges that he's putting out to individuals, so like for myself, uh, one of the things that God has been speaking is the word follow. It's a word that just keeps just coming back and coming back and coming back. And it's really hard when uh, you're put in a position of leadership and God says, no thanks. I'm like, okay. And just follow where it is that God is already at work. To find and, and become a part of the regular life and motions of this Kanata Life Center. That is what God is calling me to this week. And what God, is, I believe, is calling me to this year. And so I would love to hear from you as well. What is God calling you to? This is quite different from the tabernacle pair, but it's just another structure to remind us to stay connected to the vine so that our branches, so that we can grow properly. In the next seven days, I encourage you to, to just pray that out and try it out. But can we end in prayer this morning? And then we're going to go right back into worship. Can we pray? Can we pray? Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for this family. And I thank you, God, that your scripture is spice to our life. God, that as we dig into who you are, Lord, as we understand you more, we will have our destiny, our purpose, all of those things laid out before us because you already know. You already know, God, where you're leading. And so, Lord, help us today to be able to follow you, to run after you in everything that you do. This day is yours, God. And this week, as we dive into Scripture, God, may we know you more. And we ask this today in your holy name. Amen.